everybody, this is Michael Rooker, and you're listening to Atomic Geekdom. Atomic Geekdom Podcast, episode number 98. 98! So close to 100. (laughs) That's right, that's right. My name is Dave, and you've already heard his voice. JD is here. How's it going, guys? JD is manning up. He is soldiering on while he's dealing with some some illness. Yeah, I'm sick as a dog, still ready to have this interview. I am so excited, so stoked. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert, JD just told you, this is an interview episode. We were able to get Alicia Grasso on the show. If you don't know, you're going to know a lot about her in a little bit. She is the editor-at-large of Movie Pilot, which is an amazing site. If you've ever considered writing about anything, that's your website, moviepilot.com. Go sign up now. Uh, follow her on Twitter at Alicia Grouso. She'll spell it for you later in the episode in case you're wondering, uh, because she's also the host of a Marvel universe roundup, uh, video podcast type thing on Periscope, uh, sponsored by Parachute TV, which is fun. She just wraps up all the Marvel news and kind of, you can be a part of it in the chat. She sees the chat. If you ever done Periscope before, nice, cool little tool that we're going to try to start using soon. Uh, and she's just a, a great writer overall for Forbes, Film School Rejects, and she does writing for Marvel.com as well. So she she knows what she's talking about when it comes to writing, and we pick her brain about all of these things. And I'm giving it all away right now for free when I should make you pay for it in the next couple minutes with the actual meat of the interview. So uh, I'm going to shut up now, JD, and we'll just let us talk to her. Yeah, have fun, guys. It's great. Our guest for today's show is the editor-at-large of Movie Pilot. She's the host of the Marvel Universal Roundup on Parachute TV, which can be found on Periscope. And she's a writer for Forbes, Film School Rejects, and this tiny company you might have heard of called Marvel. Joining us tonight is Alicia Grosso. How are you? I am well. I'm really good. Good, And uh, I'm actually impressed that you actually pronounced my last name right, too, because nobody ever gets that right. I I, I, I did some research. I (laughs) didn't just pull that out of nowhere. I'm very impressed. You should have just lied and just gone with it, because I would have been way more impressed. Oh, man. All right. Next time. Noted. Uh, Thank you so much for making some time to, to join us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, busy week this week, I'm sure for you with all the Oscars and everything. And yes, yeah, yeah. I saw on your tweets you guys had a a, a big Oscar contest. We did, we did. So at Movie Pilot, um, I don't know how familiar you guys are with it, but we actually um, have an office in not just Los Angeles, uh, but also in Berlin. So oh. we had oh, uh, wow. kind of a yeah we had kind of a uh, a cross uh, transcontinental uh, kind of live tweeting and we had an Oscar pool going on here in the LA office which I lost. Oh and no! I'm very, I didn't get moral <laughs> bragging rights because I thought well at least I think I'm the only one that picked Spotlight for Best Picture you know everybody else picked like The Revenant but no three other people picked it so I I just lost in every category so. Oh. I didn't get moral rights no bragging rights. 
So it was fine. It was rigged. I mean, the guy that won in our office knows the least about movies. He's one of our sales guys. So I call shenanigans. I say it's rigged. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, that, hap- that happens with Mark Madges- March Madness too a lot. People who don't know anything about basketball just pick pick any team and they end up winning. Yeah, we found out who the winner was um, during our – we have a weekly meeting on Mondays and, and you know, announced the winner. We all turned around and looked at him and he just had mm-hmm. this like – kind of smirky grin on his face <laughs> and we're like okay you you you're a jerk you, you know uh, you know somebody in the academy exactly yeah, yeah. pay them off or no it would be it would be the uh what is it uh price waterhouse cooper actually they're the <laughs> right. ones that hold the envelope so oh okay All yeah right. uh okay so you already brought it up movie pilot i i have a good idea of what it is i've actually contributed to it for our website nice. Um, and I enjoy it a lot. Maybe you could explain it to people that might not know what Movie Pilot is. Sure. So um, <laughs> uh, we're, we're, we're a little bit of everything to everyone. So basically what we are is we are a giant um, entertainment and, and movie and entertainment website. Um, but the the we're not like your traditional site like a Hollywood Reporter or a Variety or even, you know, like an Entertainment Weekly. Um, we are much more fan centric. So we actually have an open posting platform. So anybody that loves talking about, you know, uh, writing about uh, creating content videos about fan art, about movies, TV, video games, um, comic books, cosplay, really anything, you know, uh, indie movies. I mean, it doesn't have to be, you know, necessarily geek culture. They can sign up and they can write or they can create fan art. Uh, they can do reviews, anything they want. So, it's uh, we do have a, a staff. Uh, we actually have a pretty large staff, about fifty people in Berlin and thirty people here uh, in LA. And we have you know an editorial staff that that um, writes and creates content. But it's really all about uh, empowering fans to do you know to talk about and to, to write about the things that they they really really love. And we also have a sales team and PR team. We work with studios and kind of build you know marketing campaigns for them um, that that involve our fans. Um, but uh, yeah, it's really just a. We really want to be kind of the the hub and the destination site for for fans of all things pop culture and entertainment. And there's not really a site out there that's that's kind of doing what we do, at least on the scale that we do it right now. So it's just kind of a unique a unique beast, uh, despite <laughs> how good we are. Yeah, yeah. So it's just as easy as creating an account and you can write for the website. Like it's yeah. that simple. Yeah, oh, wow. it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we also uh, you can write for the website, and then we also have you know our our best creators uh, that are are you know better writers, uh, you know writing about things that really you know people are interested in, engaged in. Um, we share their articles on our our across our Facebook channels. We also do a lot of fan activation where we will invite them to screenings. Uh, we have little pockets, you know, different cities all around the country where we'll get fancy screenings in, you know, say Seattle or, or Kansas or Pittsburgh. Um, we even had last year, for example, one of our big perks was we took four of our fans with us to San Diego Comic-Con and they got to spend uh, all, you know, three, four days there interviewing different celebrities and doing fun videos with them. So it's, it's a way for fans to, you know, just kind of really, um, really empower them to to create content about the things they love and, and get closer to the, the celebrities and the the uh, and the properties that they that they love so what you're saying is I need to post more of our stuff there got it 
do. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, I, I have enjoyed the site. Uh, we've posted a few of our stuff there, a couple of interviews that we did with uh, a couple of people, and they do very well on the site mm-hmm. as far as getting people's attention and stuff like that. So it, it drew my attention right away, uh, for sure. Um, okay, so you have all these writing credentials, I guess what we, (laughs) what we like to do, uh, we usually do it right away, but I I missed it. But we ask our guests, their geek cred, like, what are they into? Like gaming, uh, comic books, that kind of stuff. And I'm sure your list is very vast, but, uh, what, what, what are you, what are you enjoying as a, as a geek? Um, as a geek, I mean, obviously I movies and my movies and TV are my jam. I mean, that's what I write about for a living. So I, I have to keep up with those. Um, I have a list of TV shows right now that I need to keep up with for work because I do reviews for them. Um, and they're all geeky, you know, it's like all the superhero ones, the comic book ones, Dr. Who, of course, um, I'm a giant Whovian. Yeah, so all, right. all of that, um, also very much into comic books. Um, I really, really love, uh, you know, I, I follow comics. I keep up with comics. I, I write about them a lot. And especially now with the crossover, so much, you know, crossing over from comic books to TV to movies. Um, it's almost impossible to, to write about the movies, uh, and the TV shows without having comic book knowledge and background, which is lucky cause I like them and I read them anyway. <laughs> Um, it helps. Yeah, I, I love playing video games too. I haven't actually, uh, I haven't actually had time to play. You know, I, I'm not as much of a gamer as I used to be, just because I haven't had time because I've been doing so much writing. But I do love video games, and that is actually something that I will let you guys know. We're actually launching a gaming vertical for Movie Pilot. So Ooh. now you have, yeah, now you have so, JD's attention. He's our, yeah, our main video game. I'm guy. the resident gamer here, so we are. So we kind of. We kind of did like a quiet launch of it, but, uh, you know, we're kind of figuring out the logistics and everything. So that is, I was like, oh man, okay, I'm gonna start playing video games again too. Like to keep up with that. So yeah. If you didn't have a life before, you don't have a life anymore. Oh, I don't have a life now. (laughs) So I basically just have to either pick up a, I don't know, like a, a learn how to evolve beyond the need for sleep or a. Coke habit or something. I'm not sure. Oh yeah. There uh, you go. <laughs> yeah, One extreme. So I don't know. Uh, so yeah. So I, I mean, I, I have a pretty broad, uh, broad love of, of geeky stuff and, uh, I love going to conventions. I was actually just at Long Beach comic expo. Oh, which yeah. was great. Yeah. I have a couple really good friends. I don't know if you guys follow the guys on YouTube, the Ismahawk. Uh, I do. Group. I do. Yes. They, I very yeah. much follow them. Yeah. They do the Nightwing, the series, and minute matchups. Um, I'm really good friends with all of them. Like, they're uh, Danny, actually, the one that plays Nightwing. Uh, he's one of my best friends. And so they had two panels there. So a couple of us from Movie Pilot went, and uh, uh, them and the crew from Robot Underdog, they've done that amazing Dragon Ball Z yeah. Uh, series. So, yeah, so I'm friends with all of them. And so we kind of went, we're kind of forming this weird, like, con crew we call it it's like our posse it's like it just seems like we just end up hanging out and drinking with the same people every convention so uh we like to say we're forming a geek like entourage which is awesome sure yeah so so it's fun so yeah i was just there and uh, i'll be doing WonderCon the end of march so uh yeah if it's nerdy it's i'm I'm into it (laughs) we'll have to find a way because one of our people jenny lives in la and she was at Long Beach, and then she'll be at oh, Wonder, nice. she'll be at WonderCon nice. too. So, 
Awesome. Yeah. It's right here. It used to be in Anaheim and now it's in Los Angeles, which doesn't yeah. seem like it's that big a deal because most people don't live here. Like, okay, well it's the same thing. <laughs> right. not, it is not. That is a drive. So yeah. Oh, and one more thing. I also, uh, I also like playing magic too. So oh, okay. a little, little group of friends that we play magic with. So. All right. So Giant you got to do, yeah, you got to do like, it seems like you like have a, your foot in a little bit of everything geeky. Like what's yeah. one of like the highlights of your career? Like, what's one of the coolest things that you've gotten to do so far? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, probably just uh, – com- I mean, San Diego Comic-Con is awesome. Um, it's mm-hmm. just so much fun. Um, and I really – you know, I, I, I don't take what I do for granted. I honestly have not been doing this job that long. Um, I've been with MoviePilot since its, you know, inception. But MoviePilot.com has only been around since 2012. Um so I have a lot of colleagues, you know, a lot of film critics and stuff that have been been doing this for years and are a little bit jaded and a little bit cynical. And <laughs> I'm like, holy F, I get to be at Comic-Con and I didn't have to pay for anything. Like, so it was amazing. And I get to interview these people. Um, so just some of the people I got to meet have been really, really cool. Um, I, you know, I love that. Uh, for example, you know, we, we got to do a couple of years ago when I was living in Berlin and working out of the office there. Uh, we did this really fun video with like Tom Hiddleston and he's so cool and he's so lovely and we get to meet really cool, uh, you know, really fun celebrities and stuff. So that's been really interesting. Um, working for Marvel, for example, just a couple of weeks ago, they had a party that was a launch of, uh, for the Avengers Academy game. And I, I went to that just for fun. <laughs> Um, so it's, it's a lot of fun. I don't, I don't take, I mean, even little things like movie screenings that I go to, um, I don't, you know, take any of that for granted. Um, because I realize that there, I'm really lucky to do what I do and that I get to do what I love, um, and also happen to get paid for it. So, so that's pretty cool to me. That's, that's seriously awesome. Yeah. It's good to hear. I, we started, this website and this podcast because we love all these things. And I thought, well, what better way to spend my time than talking about it, writing about it and all that kind of stuff and finding like-minded people. What, what made you want to be the writer that you are in the various different aspects of writing that you do? Um, well, so I kind of fell backward into it almost. Um, my, my background is in English literature. Uh, I have my master's in English lit and I, um, so I've always been kind of, you know, geeky and have liked geeky things, but I was more, um, academic. And then I used that to, I did, um, I taught college at, I was a adjunct instructor, taught composition and I'd also done, you know, some marketing. So I was kind of doing everything with my degree except for actually writing. Um, <laughs> I mean, I was writing on my own for fun, but, uh, you know, not being paid for it. And my good friend who was the, the editor in chief of, uh, the original editor in chief of movie pilot, he got the job, moved out to Berlin and he inherited a team of, uh, of, of kids who weren't really writers. Uh, two of them are still with movie pilot and they're, they're wonderful. Um, and they're, they're, you know, great writers now. And one's actually manages the Berlin team now, but, uh, but it was kind of at the time it was like, okay, we had this German site. Now we're launching this English language site. 
you guys are our native English speakers. Congratulations. You're our new writers. Oh. <laughs> and so, you know, very start off. And, uh, and, uh, so he was like, so I need a writer and I need somebody that can teach how to write. Uh, would you want to start freelancing for a movie pilot? Um, and I was like, uh, I was thinking like, Oh yeah, sure. I'd love to have like a portfolio. And he's like, yeah, no, no, no. We'd, we'd actually like pay you like, what <laughs> yeah, you might need to pay me to write. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, Oh my God, even better. This um, is crazy. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? And then, uh, he's like, well, you know, there's one stipulation. I was like, okay, here it comes. You know, I can't, you know, it's only gonna be for like a month or two. And he's like, you'd have to move to Berlin, um, and help me train the team there. And I was like, Oh, uh, gee, let me think. Okay. <laughs> so I, <laughs> So yeah, so I moved to Berlin and then, uh, one thing led to another and I ended up becoming editor in chief, uh, of movie pilot, moved back here to Los Angeles. Uh, so it was a crazy couple of years for me. And, uh, you know, so it was kind of, um, it was a lot of learning on the fly. It's, I always knew how to write. Uh, but the big thing is working in the, the movie industry is I'd always loved movies and I've always loved the not even as much the movies themselves, but just as much the kind of behind the scenes process to me. Like it's always fascinating to me. Well, okay. How did they make that sound effect or how did that costume come together? Um, and so it was always something I was naturally interested in, but I just never really thought, you know, consciously like, Oh, I could make a living doing that. That just seemed like something that other cooler people that already lived in Los Angeles did. And (laughs) it wasn't something like it wasn't a, you know, world you could break into. And so I kind of just happened to fall backward into it. Um, but it was definitely a learning experience because I was going to these different events and I didn't know what I was doing. You know, the first time I did an interview, I almost had a heart attack because I was like, Oh my God, Oh my God, this is a famous person. And I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Who, who uh, was it? Uh, so my first, uh, interview was actually with Lake Bell. Uh, oh, wow. She, yeah. That's she's crazy. awesome. Yeah. She's really, really cool. Um, and then like one of my interviews shortly thereafter was, um, with, uh, like Bill Paxton and Alan Arkin and it was, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. Wow. And like Bill Paxton was talking about doing acid and <laughs> I was, I was like, what is my life right now? Um, so it was really cool. Uh, you know, one of my favorites was like Kevin Smith, for example, he's just, just a super fun guy to talk to. And he's is, really thoughtful. Does he have a lot of energy? Like he appears like in his podcasts and his videos. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, he does. Yeah. It was great. So when you, so it's kind of nerve wracking because, um, the first time you go, it, it's, it's even worse. They're different. They're two different interviews. Um, and you know, there's print interview and then there's a video or TV interview mm-hmm. and print interviews are, are nerve wracking enough, but you add a camera in front of it and you go into the room and it's, it's a little scary because you have one camera focused on you and one camera guy behind you focused on the person you're interviewing. And then you have the publicist who's trying to keep things moving along. And some of them will hold up like little like signs, like behind the person you're interviewing that have the, you know, amount of time you have left. Mm-hmm. Um, then they start giving you that look like the hurry up look and they start, you know, like twirling their finger. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, which is awesome. But if you get somebody <laughs> like Kevin Smith uh, or Robert Redford, who Ooh. I also interviewed and tend to talk a lot, uh, you know, I have the publicist like behind me, like doing like the wrap it up, wrap it up and like giving me, you know, like evil looks. And I'm like, dude, it's Robert Redford. I'm not going to tell Robert Redford to like stop talking. Um, yeah, I can't just end this right now. It's yeah, not so possible. So yeah, so it's uh, it, it took a little while to 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 be 
it, it takes some, uh, you know, a lot of confidence. And so you kind of, I kind of had to fake it till I made it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I talk to people like, Oh, who do you write for? I'm like, Oh, movie pilot. I'm like, Oh, movie pilot. I write for Vanity Fair and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, well I just wrote about Captain America today. So, you know, so it's, yeah. <laughs> it was interesting. It was uh, very interesting learning the ins and outs of the, of the movie the we, movie industry. Yeah. I got to interview Michael Rooker recently. I, oh, I got to interview him too before for regards to galaxy. He's awesome. Isn't he? Oh, he's, he's amazing. I, I met him at a wizard world and I don't think he nice. knew, he knew I was going to be interviewing him. Mm-hmm. So he was a little upset because he was signing autographs and he's a nice, nice man. Very intimidating. And <laughs> we, he's kind of crazy. Yes. Like he's kind of just himself. Like he doesn't really act when he's playing his characters, which is awesome. Right. Yeah, very much himself, and I got stuck in a trap because I was exceedingly nervous, and I had to do it in front of his autograph line now, oh, and nice. so it became like a panel almost, and I started <laughs> getting into this mode of asking yes-no questions, and it was just a train wreck, but yeah. he he was kind enough to steer it in a better direction instead of – he started off just saying yes, no, yes, and not giving me anything, but mm. you know, it got kind of comfortable after that. How? Go ahead. Oh, just, what, what, no, what were we going to say? Sorry. I was going to say, how do you stop from being like, you know, fangirling or fanboying when you meet some of these people like Michael Rooker, I go all the way back to cliffhanger with him and I'm like, yeah. just a, a, a huge fan. Um, before that fun little anecdote, when I interviewed <laughs> him, one of the very first things we talked about was that he did not, he just got a new smartphone. He's trying to figure out how to like tweet something. So his like publicist was trying to figure it out as <laughs> he was busy being fascinated by the creamers. Um, and then he showed me his new phone and said that it was so new uh, that he was shocked he didn't even have any porn or dirty pictures on it yet. <laughs> oh. It's like, Rooker, what are you what are you doing, Rooker? I was like, why do you even have a smartphone? He's like, I know, I know. He's like, but you want to see a picture of my, grand, my baby granddaughter? I was like, sure. So we went from talking <laughs> about porn to his granddaughter in literally the space of like five seconds, and it was, it was interesting. You, uh, you nailed the but, accent. I thought Michael Rooker walked in the room, by the way. Yeah, no, yeah, he was, he's, he's a fun guy. So yeah. he was a lot of fun. Um, I, I also got to interview Dave Batista for that, uh, that junket as well. And, uh, he's a mountain of a man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He is enormous. I'm only five feet tall. So I, it was like sitting next to like a living bear. Like he's just huge. Yeah. So, um, but as far as just the, the, how you kind of get over that, um, I guess for me, it helps that I've, I've had, I've never really had, uh, you know, a lot of people have stage fright, um, and I've never really had that. Mm-hmm. I do have admittedly a little bit of social anxiety in situations that I'm not familiar with, but I think that's normal. Sure. Um, I've also had a lot of experience, you know, I did a lot of, uh, I did a lot of theater, um, musicals in high school and through college. Uh, you know, I've, I've done, you know, a lot of my, I did a lot of serving, waiting tables, bartending. So you learn how to just kind of roll with, with people there. And then also teaching, um, the first time you get up in front of a class of, you know, 35 students have some of which are your age. Um, I was only in my twenties when I was teaching mm-hmm. some of which are older than you and half of which are super jaded and don't even want to be there. Like that's kind of nerve wracking. So um, so I had a lot of practice with that and, you know, and, and learning how to kind of fake it. Um, so I, you know, you might be panicking inside, but they'll never see it on your face. And two, it's, I have never, it's rare for me to be really starstruck by, um, 
by, by celebrities because they really are just people. They just have a cooler job. Mm-hmm. I've been really lucky in that most of the celebrities I've interviewed have been really nice. Um, they've been very genuine, very kind, um, you know, just pretty nice people overall. And, and I, I think most people are, I, I like to see the best in people. So I, I, I don't ever go into a thing like, Oh, this person's gonna be a jerk or they're going to, you know, be intimidated or, or intimidating. Um, and preparation is big too. Um, it helps, you know, with interviews, you kind of start learning like, okay, so for, you know, for example, I did a, a brief phone interview, um, yesterday with Haley Atwell for, for Marvel. Oh, you're so lucky. She's lovely. Uh, it was it was just a phone interview. Unfortunately, I didn't yeah. get to hug her and ask her to be my best friend, but, <laughs> which I wanted to do. Of course. Uh, but you know, for like a ten minute phone interview, you're like, okay, so I know it's going to take about this many questions. Um, the worst is when you you start misjudging a little bit on interviews and you don't have enough questions, and then you're like, oh god, they're burning through these questions, these answers really fast. So you kind of start scrambling and thinking of things on the fly. Mm-hmm. so preparation really, really helps is, you know, if you think you have more questions than you need, you won't, uh, just in case. And then that way you can have always your like a list questions you absolutely want to ask. And then you kind of your B list questions, which are like, okay, so if they can't answer a certain question because of like legal obligations or, you know, something like that, which happens a lot with Marvel, right. um, then you have your kind of B list questions like, okay, I can ask these questions then too, or I can ask these questions if they're giving shorter answers and kind of blowing through things. Um, uh, the other day, for example, I interviewed, uh, Stephen James or Stefan James from race, uh, which is a great, uh, biopic about Jesse Owens. And he oh, was right. wonderful. Yeah. He was great in it. It's really good. But, uh, unfortunately, poor thing. He was, he was really sick the day oh. we, yeah, the day I interviewed him. So, you could tell he just was not feeling well. Um, he had a cough. And so I, I think he would have answered, talked longer, but mm-hmm. he I just wasn't feeling well. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, time started ticking down. I remember looking at my list of questions going like, oh, okay, he's getting really good. Like looking at the clock and looking at my questions thinking like, okay. So I had to start thinking of questions on the fly, but, uh, but he was lovely, but you know, sometimes things like that happen and, and, and they know celebrities don't, uh, you know, this isn't their first rodeo. I've, I've had to contact publicists before where it's like, Hey, so that interview I did with your client. So funny thing, uh, my audio recording didn't record your end. Oh, so I've, I've done that before. Um, but you know, you just kind of roll with it. It happens. They're all human. And, um, as long as you're professional and prepared, it, it, it goes a long way to, to kind of assuaging any nervousness because you know that no matter what kind of interview you're stepping into, you're going to have enough content to keep it going so that it's, you're not sitting there in awkward silence, staring at each other, trying to think of questions. Sure. When you, you, you talked about being prepared for an interview and having many, <laughs> many questions. Uh, how do you avoid the obvious question that I'm sure they get a million times, like asking Michael Rooker, if there's one Marvel character you could face off with, who would it be? Or, you know, those real obvious questions. Do you try to avoid them or do you just ask them? Um, it depends. I mean, it really depends. It depends on sometimes who you're writing the interview for as well. Um, I know like, for example, with movie pilot, um, you know, you get an, you get a, uh, say it's for another movie, but you get an actor in the Marvel universe. You try to slide a question in there about Marvel, which inevitably nine times out of 10, they're gonna be like, I can't answer that. And you're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. But every once in a while you'll get something. Gotta uh, try. Yeah. Yeah. I had to do it. Yeah. 
Um, so it sometimes depends on your audience. Um, I personally don't, I mean, you, sometimes it's like, it depends on the length of the interview as well. Um, if it's a short interview, sometimes it helps to have kind of like an angle that you want to go with, with the interview. Like if you're only going to get maybe three or four questions, um, it helps if you're writing, like once you're writing it up, especially with those, uh, like on camera interviews, you usually only get four minutes for those, which Mm -hmm. is not a lot of time. Or if you're Kevin Smith and you you get one question, um, because he talks the whole four minutes and then some, um, so with, you know, things like that, sometimes it helps to have kind of a theme. So that way when you're writing up your interview, it doesn't feel like a bunch of just kind of disparate questions. Um, but if I get, if I have a little bit of longer time with, with somebody, I will ask a, you know, a couple more general questions to kind of warm up and kind of set the tone. But then I really like to do my research on them as well. And, you know, not every interviewer does this. I like to kind of, like I said, kind of have a kind of theme that ties it together, or at least like groups questions together. And so I will kind of, uh, have a couple questions that might pertain to the actual movie that I'm interviewing them for, but maybe a few larger questions about stuff they've done in the past or what they're doing in the future. Or if, uh, for example, they have something going on in their personal life. Uh, John Bernthal's a, a, a really good example of that. I interviewed him for Sicario, had a slide of Punisher question in there. He couldn't answer. <laughs> yeah. uh, he, uh. made the, he made the obligatory Marvel sniper joke. And I was like, oh, okay, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, but then he's also doing a lot of charity work. I found in an earlier interview, he had mentioned doing a charity with, that he is involved in that his brother started called uh, drops fill buckets. And I could tell he's really passionate about it. So I asked him about that. And that was probably one of the best uh, parts of the interview because it was, it wasn't had nothing to do with his movie, mm-hmm. um, but he was really passionate about it. So, so I find that makes for interesting too. If you know, these actors and these celebrities, they do these press tours and uh, these promo tours, and they get asked the same questions over and over and over again. I've sat in press junkets and press days where I've, I've kind of overheard them answering another uh, journalist, mm-hmm. or I've read an earlier interview, then I've asked them something, and they've given me the same exact response. And so it's like, you know, they have these kind of, they just start repeating themselves because it, it, it they art so many of these things. So I always try to find a few things that don't really even have anything to do with the movie itself, but that's something that they have previously spoken to or that they're involved in that they really seem to be passionate about. Yeah. Um, and that way you get much better answers. They're not as canned and they're a little bit more, you know, candid and off the cuff. Yeah. I think I would, in the, the small amount of interviews we've done, I've tried to see what questions they've been asked before and mm-hmm. steer clear for their sake more because I'm sure mm-hmm. they get kind of tired of it and yeah. try to get something a little different, but still relevant to, mm-hmm. to that person. But yeah. Yeah. yeah so absolutely. Oh, they say? I was just, saying, I said, I think they appreciate it. I think, you know, they, they hear the same questions over and over and over again. Um, with movie pilot a lot, uh, you know, with San Diego comic-con or with interviews, it's, it's very, serious sit down TV interviews and we bring them here to our office at movie pilot and we play stupid games with them. Those you are know? great. Those are great. Yeah. I love seeing those. Yeah. Let me do Like we have like our lie to me series where one of our, uh, one of our, uh, staff writers, Kristen lied. It's like almost like two truths and a lie. Mm-hmm. Um, we just did a live Q and a, uh, on Facebook today with, uh, Josh McDermott. Oh, I was going to ask you about that. From oh, Walking wow. Dead. Yeah, yeah. From Walking Dead. And he's awesome. He's been here like three times and he, he loves it. So we have a couple of, you know, different, 
things we play with them. And, um, uh, who was it the other day? Somebody walked out. Oh, it was, uh, uh, shoot, uh, Brianna Hildebrand that plays Negasonic Teenage Warhead wow. in, in Deadpool. She yeah. walked out and I heard her over, I overheard her telling her publisher, like, that was a lot of fun. And, you know, so, Ugh. yeah, like they, so, I mean, you know, they're human. They really like to change it up. Like they hate <laughs> dance the same questions over and over again. So. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And I love how, like, they're passionate about stuff, like, other than movies. Like, that's super great. Like, finding, mm-hmm. like, what they actually care about is awesome. And it's so, it, like, heartwarming. It really is. And I think a lot of people get really intimidated by by celebrities. Um, and don't, don't get me wrong. There are some jerks out there. There really are. Um, we've been lucky in that most of the people we've worked with have been pretty freaking awesome. Um, uh, Tom Hiddleston, for example, uh I actually talk about him a lot, like because he's just so impressive. But um, <laughs> why wouldn't you? He seems like a I great know, right? guy. But uh, this was way back when Thor: The Dark World came out. I was still living in Berlin at the time, and we did this um, video with him. It was part of a series we used to do called Will's War, and it was fun. He basically those played, were like, great. I love those. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, he basically played like charades with us. Yeah. And I say us, like I was part of it. I was just there. <laughs> uh, um, but. So it was over a year later and last year we were at San Diego Comic-Con and Will was here from our Berlin office and he was helping with all the the video video content and Tom Hiddleston was there for Crimson Peak and he came through our, uh, he didn't get a chance to really, uh, they didn't have time to stop and do a video with us, but they were kind of in the green room waiting and Will was like, oh, he won't remember me, you know, and so he kind of introduced himself. He's like, hey, you know, Tom and... So you probably don't remember me, but you know, and we kind of, you know, we did a video last time. He's like, wait, he's like, he's like, it was for Thor the Dark World, wasn't it? He's like, you're from, and he blurted out the town in England that Will is from. And he's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> was like, that was great. He's like, wow. Remembered him. I was like, yeah, how are you? You know, how have you been? Just the nicest, warmest human being on earth. And That's incredible. So, yeah. And so you get that a lot. I mean, you get a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of celebrities that aren't they're not as scary as you think they are. They're just normal people and they just happen to have much cooler jobs. <laughs> um, so I think the ones that make a point to, you know, stay in touch with the people with, with, with kind of reality, they're, they're awesome. It's the ones that I, I found that a listers actually tend to sometimes be even a little bit, uh, nicer than those that the ones that are either like kind of just making it or like just breaking in like the really young ones are cool because they're still just like holy crap like this is amazing like john boyega yeah i'm so uh, excited (laughs) yeah like exactly like uh you know we we had like uh lana condor who's playing jubilee apocalypse like so yeah they're cool and then like the true a-listers tend to be really cool as well um it's sometimes the people in the middle that they they kind of like it kind of goes to their head a little bit um they haven't been knocked down yet so uh they're not used to the fame yet. Like they don't understand like how to handle it. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, but we've been really lucky in that. Honestly, I can only think of one person that, that has just been not cool to work with. And I'm not going to name drop. Cause that's fair. I'll tell you guys after the fact. Perfect. Ooh, juicy gossip. <laughs> uh, Can't wait. Yeah. But, uh, but everybody that we've worked with has been, you know, just really, really cool. So we've, we've been lucky. It's been a lot of fun here. And we have a couple of celebrities, like I said, that have like returned to the office. So like Josh McDermott is like, he was like hanging out to, he's like, Hey guys, what's up? He's like, how are you guys all doing? We're like, Hey, Josh, like, welcome back. You know, are you, are getting you scheduled rid of the for an interview today? Or yeah. is this just, just like a out or, yeah. yeah. He came to write a piece. He wants to. He, did. he just came <laughs> to hang out, you know? 
Now, going back to your writing, have you ever mm-hmm. wanted to, like, break off and, like, maybe write, like, a book or a screenplay or anything for a movie? Uh, like, have yes. you ever thought about that? Oh. Actually, well, yeah, actually, uh, I have a friend, uh, his name's Calvin Starnes. He is actually, he's actually a screenwriter, uh, for real, real. Um, you know, that's his real time job. He's not like mm. a screenwriter, but also bartends. Um, oh. <laughs> right. which is, you, you see that a lot here in Hollywood. Like, Oh, are you an actor? Yeah, I'm an actor. Like, Oh really? What do you do? Well, I bartend. So like, okay, mm. well then you're wanting to be an actor, which is awesome. You're but, a bartender. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, he's, he's a screenplay writer and, um, we actually wrote a pilot script together for a, uh, for a series, um, a post-apocalypse. It's kind of imagine 20 days later meets office space meets, meets Archer. Um, uh, instantly, I'm so instantly interest. <laughs> yeah. 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 10 out of 10 would buy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we, uh, we wrote a pilot, pilot script for that and actually had a lot of really good feedback. Um, we have to kind of revise it a little bit, uh, and then shop it around again, but we worked on that. Um, and yeah, eventually the, I, I mean, I feel like I'm obliged to do a book deal. Like, I feel like everybody I know that writes for multiple sites after a certain point, it's like, okay, well now you just have to write a book, <laughs> right? Uh, I guess. Like, I don't know. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I think every writer has had, you know, I put this in, air quotes, you know, the novel they've been working on years. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so, uh, screenplay writing is, is a lot of fun. I like having a writing partner because we just bounce ideas off each other and and jokes. And then it's a lot of us just sitting around going like, okay, so can we put this joke in the script? Like, well, I mean, is that like, can we, I mean, okay, well, this is definitely have to go on like FX or something. Like there's no way Uh. (laughs) this joke in. Yeah. So a lot of really offensive humor. Um, which is good, but a couple of times with us looking at each other and being like, is this awful? Are we awful people right now? Can we put this <laughs> in there? So, yeah. Oh, that's great. Have you ever thought for like writing for Marvel for like a comic book or is that just like a pipe dream? Oh, uh, no, I, no, I mean, I no. write for Marvel, uh, you know, I write for Marvel to, to maybe to be clear to your listeners out there. Um, cause people are like, Oh my God, Marvel. I'm like, Oh, calm down. I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not like Brian Michael Bendis. Or like yeah. Slott. Like, You're just in the office next door, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not like Kelly Sue DeConnick. Like I, you know, I write for Marvel.com, you know, like, I write for yeah. their, I freelance for their website. Like, yeah. So, uh, big difference between Marvel publishing and Marvel.com. Um, it would be, you know, at some point it'd be cool, but I mean the comic book medium, it's such a different, medium. And, um, and that's something that, you know, stories are stories, no matter what. Um, and a good story is, you know, something that I I don't think, you know, most writers, as long as they're telling a good story, they don't really necessarily care about the medium. But that being said, it is very, very different writing a comic book, which is, you know, predominantly, you know, dialogue, um, Mm. you know, some, some other, you know, uh, context, but it's a lot, it's very dialogue heavy. Um, and you also have to think about it in terms of visually as well as you're writing. Uh, whereas something it's very, very different than me sitting down to write a movie review, which is another, you know, kind of, uh, format you have to learn entirely. That isn't just a natural, uh, you know, something that you would naturally know how to do, which is completely different from writing a pilot script which is completely different from writing than, you know, uh, like a piece, for example, that I write for Forbes that dives into, you know, the marketing of a, of a, of a movie, you know? So, uh, 
right now I have so much on my plate and I feel like I'm still learning so much about what I'm doing right now that adding, you know, a, uh, and I only really have just started writing for Marvel in the last few months. So I really have like zero pool there. Like I have friends like, Oh my God, she, I'm like, no, I can't, I can't even get into like Marvel events. No, are you kidding me? Like, no, like, no. So, um, yeah. So it was actually kind of funny today. Like, uh, you know, just, uh, I'm writing an, an article for another website and I was like, Oh, about Marvel. And I was like, Oh, I bet I could, uh, I bet I could maybe reach out and see if I could get some contacts. And I was like, wait, could I like, could I even do that? So it was, <laughs> yeah, I'm still figuring it all out. But I mean, one day writing a comic book would be amazing, but that is not on my radar right now at all. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work. I actually took a class where I had to write a comic, and mm-hmm. it was the most stressful semester of my life. It is. It <laughs> a really lot is. goes into planning. I have. Yeah, it does, and I have you know a couple friends that are that are like actual really good you know writers and artists. Um, one of my favorite interviews ever was with Mark Millar. Uh, he's just so lovely and thoughtful and insightful to talk to, and um, he and I are you know Twitter Twitter buddies now. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Dan Slott and I, you know, are, are friends. He's the architect of, you know, kind of the spider verse. Um, he's all over Twitter. Yeah. Doing amazing Spider-Man and, uh, silver surfer and, you know, uh, Spider-Man read your vows. Uh, and then, um, my friend, uh, Lee Bermejo, he's done a lot of, uh, artwork. He, he started out as an artist for DC and did a lot of, you know, kind of notable artwork for them. Uh, he, he has a very distinct style, uh, but he did like the Batman Noel series and wrote that and Joker. And then he actually is the, the, uh, writer behind we are Robin. Oh, now. wow. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and, but then he also at the same time was doing his own individual series that he did the artwork and the writing for called suiciders through vertigo. And yep. it was, I loved it. It was really good. Um, but we were just talking the other day and he was like, man, it was a learning experience, like <laughs> learning, like working all within like a big, you know, ongoing universe system like DC and then doing my own thing and learning that, you know, I love that, but people didn't necessarily always respond to it the way they, sh- you know, I thought they would. Um, and he's like, I'm just learning how to handle all of that. So I, I am always amazed when I talk to my friends that actually do, you know, comic books for a living, uh, whether it's writing you know, especially the artwork. And if they're doing both at the same time, I don't understand how they don't just have nervous breakdowns all the time. Yeah. Right. I would be like, I would be drinking all the time if I were them. Like I get it now. I get why, you know, it seems like a <laughs> lot of them do. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, going back to, you, you know, your writing, you said you do a lot of like TV re- reviews and like episode recaps, that kind of thing. Yeah. What, uh, what, what kind of advice do you have for doing those kinds of articles? Cause we've actually started doing similar, uh, we, you know, we try to jump into that as well, recapping the shows that we're watching. Like, mm-hmm. it seems like I'm doing hundreds of them cause I watch the most TV apparently. Yeah. Uh, like you were saying, <laughs> uh, yeah. so what, what kind of, uh, approach do you take to writing those? Uh, well, recaps and reviews are, are, are two different things. Right. Um, recaps are fairly straightforward. I mean, you know, it's just a synopsis really. You're just writing like a, you know, a, a longer synopsis. Um, so recaps are pretty straightforward. I always say, don't be afraid to, uh, some, something that we teach a lot of our, uh, our writers, our younger creators at movie pilot is don't be afraid to let your own personality shine through when you're writing. 
there is a lot of content out there. Um, and I guess this would go through for reviews as well. There's just a ton of content out there, especially about, you know, pop culture and entertainment now. And so it's really, really hard to separate yourself from kind of the, you know, nameless rabble of everybody else trying to, you know, write about the same things. So a mistake that younger writers make a lot is that they are, they're almost trying to be like, because since they're still even figuring out the format uh, and how to write uh, or how to be professional, they almost go too far in the other direction. They get too formal and too professional uh, as opposed to, you know, they're either way too informal um, and they're kind of all over the place or they get way too formal and kind of professional and then they kind of lose uh, what makes, what made the writing interesting. So it's finding that balance in the middle of, always having something insightful to say, but then also not being afraid to let your own personality shine through, you know, to make a joke, um, to point out an opinion of yours, but also support it with, with, you know, observation or, or fact or something like that. So you just like pulled my thoughts every time I write an episode out or episode review out. Like that's exactly what I think every time I write, like I'll get to, too, I'll try to be too perfect or too professional, like you're saying, <laughs> or I'll try to get just all over the place because so much happened and I'm trying to talk <laughs> about it. And then I always forget to put in my personality. So I'll go through like on my third draft and mm-hmm. try to fit that in there. And it never really works out uh, like, I guess, cleanly. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, a lot of it is just a lot of, it's just practice. It really yeah. is like so much of writing, um, especially when you're, with different forms of writing, like different formats, it's just repetition. And I know that sounds boring, (laughs) but you, you learn like the first time I wrote a movie review was awful. Like it was basically just a recap of the movie. And I was like, that's not a review at all. Um, but I didn't (laughs) know what I was talking about. And now, you know, I'm at the point where I can, I'm like, Oh, okay. So, you know, I have to, and this is something I explained to creators too. I'm like, yeah, a review isn't a recap. It is, you know, you give just the basic of the, you know, plot and then you look at the different elements of the movie and, and, uh, you know, dive into it and don't be afraid to, you know, criticize it. Um, but so a lot of it's just, yeah, a lot of it's just practice and just finding your voice, um, from different formats to formats, because especially now the more, flexible you can be and yes i can write reviews but i've also done interviews and and you know feature interviews um i can also do you know op-eds um op-eds are my favorite pieces right but i can also do research pieces i can also write about marketing and you know look at that um the more flexible you are the more tools you have in your arsenal the better chance you'll have of getting yourself out there because you do have so many different styles and you you are flexible with that uh so since you write so many TV reviews right now and you have a big list that you're saying, do you have a favorite of those shows that you watch or is there oh, several? Uh, several. Uh, I love the flash, um, which is funny cause I am more, much more of a Marvel fan girl. You know, I obviously <laughs> I have to be, mm-hmm. um, but I always was naturally, um, Marvel just appeals to me a little bit more. Um, I love a lot of things that DC does. I really do. But just naturally I've always gravitated towards Marvel. Um, it's been a little bit lighter, um, the heroes to me are a little bit more relatable. Uh, DC has some amazing heroes and, and villains, but they're almost, uh, for me at least personally, they're a little bit too godlike. Um, whereas, you know, I always like Spider Man is my boy. Like, I grew up loving Spider Man, you know? So 
Peter Parker is a very far cry from Superman and Wonder Woman and Batman. Um, but that being said, I love the flash. I think right now flash is hands down the best superhero show on TV. Well, they've done a good Uh, job of making him what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. I I think honestly, the flash is hands down one of the best shows on TV. I totally agree. Um, when they cast Grant Gustin, I remember going like the kid from Glee. All right. whatever. I didn't even have that. Like I knew he was in Glee, but I've never seen it. Yeah, I was like, that's weird. Uh, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then I, it was funny because I kind of like, I watched the pilot and I didn't like the pilot. I thought the pilot was really cheesy. Um, I thought, and also it kind of made me mad because I felt like they ripped off the first Spider-Man movie, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movie, a lot. Mm. Um, and so I think I was just being stubborn. Uh, <laughs> just, but uh, but then I gave it a try and, all, and I was like, man, okay, this is really good. And by the end of the first season, I was like, okay, that's it. I'm like, I love this. Um, so I really love the flash, uh, you know, agent Carter, I've been doing a lot of stuff for Marvel for agent Carter. I'm doing uh, a lot of interviews with the cast, uh, before like the, each, um, episode comes out. I've done a, uh, and I do a quote recap. So agent Carter's been a lot of fun this season. Um, I'm a huge doctor who fan. So I am a Whovian through and through, uh, I, sing its praises. I try to convert my friends. Uh, they're a little intimidated by the fact it's been on for forever. Um, so do you, you try to get them to watch all the, like all of it, not just the, I do. okay. Yeah, I do. Um, a couple new shows that I've actually really gotten into are the expanse on sci-fi. Okay. Which Love is, it. are you, are you guys, have you guys seen that at all? I haven't started yeah. it yet. I've seen the first like three episodes and I enjoyed it immensely. It's a very slow burn. Um, but it is, but if you, but it's as far as like world building goes, it is one of the best design shows mm-hmm. in a decade. It, they have a whole language they've built. They have all this, they've put so much science and research into it. So that's Thomas like Jane, right? Yeah. Yes. Like okay. the concept is that there's people that live on Mars, uh, humans that live, they've, you know, colonized Mars and then there's still ones that live on earth. And then you have these people in the middle, like in the asteroid belt called the belters and the belters have their own language. They have their own accent. Um, they have really cool little touches like people that live on Mars or the belt, uh, that have always lived there when they come to earth. Um, they use gravity as torture because <laughs> they, they grew up and they, they have different physiology, you know, physiology because they have never experienced gravity as heavy as it is on earth. So being on earth quite literally crushes them. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's like little touches like that, um, that, you know, little, little details, like even in one line, um, that you, that they put a lot of work into it. And, uh, and so it's really, it's a slow burn, but as far as the world they build, it's really, really fascinating. And then by the time you get to the last few episodes, you're just like, Oh my God, when did this get so intense? So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so that's awesome. I love that show. And then I actually am really enjoying the Shannara Chronicles as well, which is a very different, a different thing. Is that um, MTV? Yeah, it's MTV. Uh, it's, uh, it's actually surprise. I, I love the books. Uh, but, um, but it's, you know, some are a little bit cheesy, uh, but it's actually really well done. It looks like, it looks like a, like Lord of the Rings junior. They film in, um, New Zealand. So I'm almost positive. They, they have used some of the sets from Lord of the Rings. Like the production value of the show is mind blowing. <laughs> like just the costumes oh. sets are 
amazing, but it's actually, it's a fun show. It's a, it's a fun show. It's entertaining. Um, I like that one a lot too. I'm looking forward to agents of shield coming back just because I really am waiting for secret warriors to finally launch. Yeah. Right. I, since the season started, I've been waiting for that one. Yeah. I have to say the one show I kind of fell off of though, was Supergirl, sadly. Oh, I just watched Monday's episode and the last five minutes just killed me as far as being incredible. It lost me. uh, It lost me the episode before the mid season finale. Okay. I, I know I need to get another chance. I think I will once the other seasons wrap up. Cause right now I'm just, I'm, you know, keeping up with too many things. Mm-hmm. It kind of lost me a little bit, uh, because the, it's the production value, like for how much money's going to the show, like the fight scenes and the choreography just look bad. Like if I can see your wire work, <laughs> yeah. like, like if the guys at Ismahawk can, can choreograph better stunt, like better fights that yeah. look better and like more polished. And I can see your wire work. If you know, I can see like the paint on red tornado. Yeah. That uh, costume was, was dreadful. Yeah. Like it's, you know, it's just the editing is very odd. Um, so I, it's, it's been hard for me to get into. And some of the very, very overt, um, you know, she can do it too, just cause she's a girl actually kind of started backfire a little bit for me because it was almost like, okay, you, you, you don't have to justify that she can do this because she's a girl every single time. Like you're actually kind of starting to undermine it now instead mm-hmm. of just, like not, you don't have to over explain girls know that they are just as good as guys. Like girls know that they can do things, even I though they're girls, you have to keep saying that. Yeah. They've gotten a little more subtle with that. I've noticed mm-hmm. like they kind of just dropped it last night that she's faster than Superman. Like mm-hmm. it just kind of just was a, was a throwaway almost. Which she is. Um, right. Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, in the, you know, the comic books, she, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, you know, Superman, Superman, and he's, you know, crazy powerful, but, uh, she's actually maybe even probably even more powerful to him because she doesn't have his control. Mm-hmm. So like he throws a punch and he can control it. She can't. Yeah. So, um, so more, I, I wish they, wild. yeah. So I wish they kind of dove into that a little bit more. She almost seems a little bit too, um, demure, you know, I think a little they bit too might. timid. Yeah, they might. Cause I just saw some pictures and saw some things that they're going towards red kryptonite with her. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. So, a good touch there to see what she's like when she's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, to jump back into that. Have you watched any Legends of Tomorrow? Legends of Tomorrow is fun. Um, <laughs> it's not the writing is questionable. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it, I'm, it'll get there. I, I mean, I, I you know have a lot of leeway for that show, similar to how I did with Agents of Shield, because they're trying to work within this this big ensemble team within this bigger universe. So they're going to have particular challenges that you know Arrow and, and Flash don't necessarily have. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I and also like I don't I would I really would be just cool watching like Captain Cold. And <laughs> do anything. Yeah. After Cold and Heat Wave, like Wentworth right. Miller, you can tell the writers, it's a blessing and a curse. Um, you can tell the writers have so much fun writing Captain Cold's character because Wentworth Miller is just owning that role right now. Yeah. But, which is awesome. Uh, but at the same time, the character development for a few of the other ones have suffered a little bit. And honestly, I could not care less about Carter Hall. I just don't care. I don't I, care. <laughs> I think, yeah, they focused a lot on Sarah and uh, mm-hmm. on Captain Cold. And that's been the focus mostly That's, yeah I'm, like, I'm totally cool with that like i I'm am like, too yeah yeah it could just um, be the white canary and captain cold and i'd be fine but uh, yeah honestly if they want to do a spinoff of like just captain cold heat wave i would be so <laughs> down for that like yeah. okay cool. i'll just watch him like snark his way you know through through everything i'd be fine with that <laughs> right yeah 
just just good enough for me. <clears throat> um, I want okay. This is gonna go over JD's head because I don't think he watches Agents of Shield. I what do you I, think? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm so lost. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, the the whole thing with Ward being announced that he's he's actually Hive. Yes. Uh, what do I think about that? Or... Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be interesting. He looks like hell. Yeah. Uh, for <laughs> yeah. those of you out there that are listening or will be listening, if you have not seen pictures of Grant Ward as Hive, do yourselves a favor and Google it because he looks like that's some Walking Dead. <laughs> right. That's some Walking Dead territory right there. I was like, ooh, you are not. Look, that's not a good look for you. And that picture came uh, up before they announced that too. So it was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, and then, but then when they were like, oh, Hive, I'm like, oh, that makes sense now. Like, kind of how, yeah. So, you know, in the comic books, um, Hive, you know, he's kind of this entity that's multiple entities living inside of, uh, you know, one body. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to modify it a little bit, uh, you know, as they do in the in the series. Um, I think it'll be a really interesting I think it'll be a really interesting way, depending on how they use it. Sometimes Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a little bit hit or miss. Um, Depending on how they use it, I think it could make him a really formidable villain. Like, he's... But the only thing is, I I feel bad now because I really (laughs) wanted... I so wanted a redemption arc for Ward. And in one way, I'm kind of glad they never went there because it was unexpected. Cause like you kind of thought the whole time, like, okay, well now he's going to redeem himself. Like, okay, mm-hmm. well no, but how about now? How about now? And, and literally just kept getting the, worse. <laughs> yeah. Literally until the moment that, uh, spoilers, sorry guys, but if you haven't watched it by now, shame, you know, your fault. <laughs> yeah. Literally until the moment that Colson like crushed his chest, uh, which was some cold, <laughs> some like next level, like don't give an F right there. Like, uh, but which surprised even me coming from Coulson. Yeah. But until that moment, I was like, oh, he's going to do something to redeem himself. He's going to save himself, you know, somehow. Um, Cause he was very likable as a villain. Like mm-hmm. he was very charismatic. Um, so I'm kind of torn. Like I think the character itself could be really awesome. And he's definitely leveled up as a villain because I mean, anybody that looks like a zombie, that's not actually dead. Uh, you know, it's going to be a handful. Yeah. Um, but, but as far as like the character himself, I kind of feel bad. I actually weirdly feel bad for Grant Ward and I hate myself for thinking that. <laughs> so it was the same way I felt about, you know, watching Kilgrave and Jessica Jones. We were like, oh, oh. Yeah. like, oh my God, no, what am I doing? Like he's, he's awful. He's terrible. Why am I empathizing with him? Well, cause he's the doctor and he's was amazing as a character. It was also very weird listening to him use his Doctor Who accent <laughs> right. as Kilgrave because it was even more of a like a cognitive dissonance there. It's like disturbing. It'll send, yeah, it was, send you to therapy. Yeah, it's like see that this is what happens to you, Doctor, when you travel alone too long. Like this is this is why you need a companion. Um, <laughs> right, you either become Barty Crouch Junior or Kilgrave. Yeah. Which is actually a joke I make that uh, Legends of Tomorrow is just. The, I don't know if either of you guys watch Doctor Who at all. I do. Okay, yeah, I just make the joke that Legend Tomorrow is just what happened to Rory Williams, like after the angel zapped him back in the time. Yeah, like, he got his own, like, he got his own TARDIS and just took yeah. off. <laughs> it's just like it's just like years in the future. Like you he know, thinks, Amy's off doing her own thing, and he just got his you know, yeah, like, on a spaceship. And he thinks he's, uh, he's a time lord now, apparently. And exactly, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, 
It's just it's it's actually uh it's like Earth Two Rory uh, <laughs> Rory Williams. It's just you know Rory Will Rory Williams and Earth Two is actually uh, Rick Hunter, <laughs> right? Tardis. You know he has the Wave Rider or whatever, and uh, instead of Time Lords or Time Masters, so. All right, let's bring JD back in. This was all over his head. He has oh, good. Sorry, I know. No, it's fine. It's, <laughs> hearing you guys geek out about something is so cool to me, especially something I have no idea what it's about <laughs> in uh, the least bit. <laughs> I wanted. We're, we're running out of time. I wanted to ask because we talked a lot about interviews. Um, what would be like your dream interview? Ooh, um, man, dream interview. Uh, it can be fictional if you want. The Doctor. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> Spider Man. Yeah, Spider Man. Uh, yeah, I. So I. Uh, I mean, I've I've been lucky that I've gotten interviews from really cool people. I actually. Um, one of my favorite interviews actually was like the guys from Supernatural. They're just so much fun. Uh, no, they're great. Guys. Super jealous of you. Yeah, they're so <laughs> much fun. I did almost actually throw up on Jensen Ackles. It was the day after. It was Comic Con. It was the day after we all went out with that aforementioned uh, con crew. Yeah. Uh, I had two hours of sleep and quite a lot of vodka and uh, we were doing a round table interview and I remember going to ask him a question and thank God some other girl jumped in to ask her question first because <laughs> at that moment I was like, Oh, Oh, Oh dear. Oh dear. And so, you know, you have that moment where you're like, I'm not actually sure I'm going to get sick right now. And so I just sat there with my fist to my mouth acting like I was really listening really intently. Oh yeah. But I was really just like, had the internal debate of, am I going to throw up on him right now? Do <laughs> I need to leave? So, uh, that was a fun, fun anecdote, uh, that how my career almost ended by throwing up in Jensen Ackles. He doesn't know how, how close he came to that. So the, the negative effect of the contourage. Yes. It, oh my God. I am giving you credit for that. That is that <laughs> word we're using now. That's it. That's a word we're using. All right. So, it's all, it's all yours. Amazing. Um, I've actually been sitting here thinking about it since you talked about it earlier. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's awesome. Um, so I, actually literally forgot the question you actually asked me <laughs> your <laughs> dream, dream interview so dream interview um i would love to have more time with tom holston like i said i met him but i never actually got to interview him um and he is such a really just really thoughtful engaging interview um scott derrickson is another one too he is a really you know he's going to be the director of dr strange or is a director of dr strange yeah. um He's another one that we follow each other on Twitter and he always posts stuff that is just really philosophical or thoughtful. Um, I just think he's a really interesting guy. Um, I would love to interview, for example, like, uh, like Jessica Chastain. I think she is (laughs) amazing and I love her. And I decided if we ever, we decided at movie pilot once that if, you know, we were like fan casting ourselves, if somebody ever did a movie pilot movie, yeah, and, and we all decided that Jessica Chastain would play me. Totally, I see it. It's about yeah, my yeah, life. Absolutely, totally. Because uh, we're both outspoken redheads, so <laughs> um, so she's another cool one too. Um, and it's hard to think of off the top of it. Oh, I have to. I have to ask. You brought her yeah. up, and one of the big things this year for us was The Martian. We we loved <laughs> it. Did you Did you like The Martian? I loved it. I mean, how do you not love The Martian? It was amazing. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, yeah, I would love to, um, I would love to interview her. Um, I'd love to interview any, I mean, anybody from Marvel obviously is like always, I'm always down to interview them. Um, I just want to like be best friends with half of them. <laughs> right. Like, I feel like Clark Gregg is the nicest human being on earth. So I just want to be his friend. Yeah. Um, just get really. him, 
get into one yeah. of those dub smash videos with them? I do. I just want to like hang out and be his friend. I want to like hang out like with. I want to go like drinking with like Anthony Mackie and Chris Evans. <laughs> like I feel like that would be an amazing time. Um, I hung out with BJ Britt for a little while. That was fun. Nice. Yeah. Nice. He seems cool. Yeah. So I just want to like hang out with all of them. Um, but uh, anybody from Marvel, um, as far as like DC, I feel like interviewing Ben Affleck. I feel like I would be intimidated interviewing Ben Affleck. Yeah. Like, he, he just seems like he'd be a really imposing dude. You right. know? Like, <laughs> you have like, to make him laugh right away. Otherwise, it's going to be tough. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's he's big, too. Like, physically, he's just a really imposing <laughs> guy. Well, he is so, Batman now. Yeah. But I feel like, yeah, I feel like he's one of those guys that, like, if you did not nail the first question, he'd give you one of those looks, like, and you know that mm-hmm. he knows that he thinks you're an idiot. <laughs> right. And he wants you to know it. Like, yeah. So I'm sure he's very nice, but uh, James Gunn would be another one I'd love to interview. Just he's another one of those guys uh, that's super thoughtful and uh, always interesting. I love the way he interacts with his fans. Yes. So he always has really good things to say. Um, so I know I'm very Marvel heavy here, but it's that's just okay. so spend so much time. Like, <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. Um, all right. Well. We'll finish, yeah. we'll finish up. I want to ask your favorite of all the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. I'm going to make you pick your favorite. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Good so choice. It's Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, I'm on, I'm slightly biased. If you guys look at the DVD or Blu-ray, I'm on, yeah, on it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. oh, okay. And all the TV spots and stuff, the, yeah. the best Marvel movie ever. That's me. <laughs> so, um, so I'm a little bit biased there. Sure. Um, but and then the the second Avenger or the first Avengers movie is a you know close second. I however think Civil War will top both of those. Uh, it's the movie I've been looking forward to for literally years. I wrote about it and made the case for I'm like Marvel's doing they're leading up to Civil War and they're gonna get the rights to Spider Man and it's gonna be with Spider Man and everybody thought I was insane. Nailed um, it. And then at that the Marvel event uh, the October before last where they announced it um, they were like and we're doing Civil War and. I remember a couple of journalists around looked at me and they're like, you called it. And then <laughs> we had people like, well, but they're still going to have to do it without Spider-Man. I'm like, I'm telling you, if they're doing civil war, they're getting Spider-Man back. You don't do civil war without Spider-Man. It's just, I have a gut feeling. And like two months later, it was like, Oh, Sony worked up this deal with Spider-Man. So I've, yes, that is like the movie I've been anticipating for, for a really long time. So you took the question I was going to ask next, your favorite the movie you're looking forward to this year is going to be civil war, civil war. But I'm also really looking forward to Dr. Strange too. Okay. Um, I think Dr. Strange is going to be unlike anything we've ever seen from Marvel before. Um, I really, really like Scott Derrickson as well. Like I said, and honestly, that cast reads like an Oscar movie. Um, oh. I mean, you have Benedict Cumberbatch, Rachel McAdams, Chiwetel Ejo for, you have Tilda Swinton. Um, you have, uh, Oh gosh. I mean, just so many people in it that are just like, really, if you just listed off that cast, you'd be like, Oh, okay. So what, like, Oscar bait movie, <laughs> but no, it's Doctor Strange. Uh, yeah. So yeah. All right. I I think that's it. JD, did you have any more questions? Oh uh, no, I think you've covered everything. Awesome. <laughs> it was great. I yeah. I don't want to take Thank up too you. much more of your time. You are a very busy woman. Uh, so Thank you. Uh, Thank you for having me. So, ab- yeah, it was fun. Absolutely. Do you have anything that uh, that's going up that you want to talk about or plug? I guess. Um, at the moment. No, okay. uh, but I will say, I will plug, uh, you know, if you guys, if any of you guys listening out there, if you are, you know, 
fans of pop culture entertainment, um, or if you've wanted to start writing, but maybe you're afraid or, you know, you're like, Oh, I'm not good enough or whatever, or you have fan art or videos out there. You want to get out there, um, go to moviepilot.com and, you know, or actually it's uh, yeah, moviepilot.com and you can sign up to be a creator. Um, and just start making stuff and join a really cool community of like-minded fans that, uh, you know, just have a lot of fun, uh, writing about the things they love. And, um, so yeah, so I w- I'll put a plug for, uh, for our community team out there for our creator platform. There you go. I'll second that being one of them. Go, yes. Go see? Do that. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and you're on Twitter, right? If anybody wants to follow you. I am at Alicia Grasso. Uh, my name's weird, so I'll spell it A L I S H A G R A U S O. I tweet a lot, so if you don't <laughs> like following very active people on Twitter, um, tweet about mostly you know movie and like nerdy stuff, uh, self-deprecating humor, political commentary, and uh, hockey. So. Oh. If any of those things, if any of those things interest you at all whatsoever, feel free to follow me. I missed out on hockey conversations, and I didn't even know it. That was my fault. I didn't do the research. <laughs> you did. I actually grew up playing hockey, so oh, so did I. So, who's your team? Uh, <laughs> I I've kind of transitioned because we don't have a team here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I can't be a Blackhawks fan because I have to hate everything Chicago. Okay, mm-hmm. fair enough. So I've kind of adopted the Bruins as my team. Uh, what about yeah. the Red Wings, man? Nope, the Red I Wings. I can't like Detroit either, man. Oh, God. You're <laughs> awful right now. Oh, my God. Don't even. Uh, you're from Pittsburgh, right? Yes, I am. So, I bleed black and gold. Yeah. I'm a proud Wings fan. Yes. Does that mean so, – are you just, just hockey or any other sports? All of them. I mean, I grew up in Pittsburgh, so you kind of have to like all of them. Yeah, my, so. uh, I mean, hockey's – I watch hockey no matter what team is playing. Mm-hmm. I'll watch football if it's like the Super Bowl or if the Steelers are playing. Um, and I actually enjoy baseball now that the Pirates aren't just, you know, completely <laughs> awful anymore. Um, and actually, you know. Relevant. Yeah. Yeah. Relevant and have some, you know, street cred. Um, <laughs> I, basketball, I'm just kind of like indifferent to because, yeah. you know, I didn't grow up watching it. But, um, but yeah, so I, I actually just met um, uh, the guys from Bat and the Sun. Uh, the other oh, night. Oh yeah. Okay. And it was funny. Like I was t- met was talking to Aaron. Uh, we were actually at his uh, place. They were filming one of their waiting room videos that Danny from Ismahawk was in. Um, so it was the whole like friend thing. Yeah. And um, Aaron, and I started talking football, and he was like, "Oh my god, she she actually knows her football. Like she knows her stuff." Like, <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, yeah." So I'm like, I'm not just faking it. So there you go. Well, I believe that when you said you played hockey, so that was enough for me. Yeah, I. <laughs> That's actually how I messed up my knee. So let oh. that be a lesson to you, kids. Don't play hockey. You'll blow out your knee. There you go. Who needs two of them? One of them's good. That's fine. All right. Uh, next time we're talking hockey. That's We're going to get you back. We're going to talk all hockey. Okay. All right. Yes. All right. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. It was fun. All right, guys. That's it. That is our interview with Alicia Grosso. We can't say thank you enough for her jump, jumping on the show. Uh, joining us tonight and talking all things writing, all things geek, all things everything that she does. Uh, she's a lot of fun, and we're going to have her back for sure some other time uh, to talk about uh, more Marvel stuff, I think. Hopefully we can get her to divulge some Marvel secrets eventually. Or yeah, it was a ton of fun. She was so much fun to talk to and really insightful on a lot of things. So hope you guys really enjoyed this interview. It was a lot of fun to record. 
So yes, a wealth of knowledge if you ever want to write and or work in the 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 business of entertainment um, aspect of maybe like the press part of it. Um, <clears throat> I lost my train of thought. Blech. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> it's really late at this point, guys. <laughs> and JD yeah. is really sick, and I've been up for a very long time. Anyway, I'm not going to edit any of this out. This is all stated. Uh, oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> JD, can you tell us anything about Audible? Yeah, www.audibletrial.com slash atomicgeekdom. It is a wonderful audiobook website where you can listen to literally anything you want. So you get a free download when you sign up, and it's a free 30-day trial. You can listen to anything from The Fifth Wave to Ready Player One to The Hunger Games. Maybe you want to read The Martian. The Walking Dead. It's awesome. The Walking Dead. Also, there are a couple books that you can read that are audiobooks there, too. But for everyone who signs up, it helps us continue to create this awesome content, like this really, really fun interview. So please, if you haven't already, go to audibletrial.com slash atomicgeekdom. (sighs) Wow. Good job. With, that was a long breath. <laughs> with with the mucus and the throat hurting and <laughs> all of that. It's uh, okay. The cough medicine's keeping me awake. <laughs> uh, yes. And if you head over to AtomicKeekdoms.com, not only will you find awesome content from us, including articles about your favorite television shows like The Flash, Arrow, Supernatural, The 100, yes. uh, The Walking Dead, and Black Sails, you will also find... Uh, a banner at the top for Entertainment Earth. Click on that banner, go buy some amazing toys, statues, geek paraphernalia, and that also kicks back to help us out. This is a free podcast. We love giving you guys free stuff. We try to give away free stuff as much as we can, and you going there and doing your shopping helps us do more of that. And uh, you do that, we can give away more things like arrow action figures, flash action figures. Uh, I have an autographed copy of Morning Glories I'm going to be giving away soon. And we're going to talk to Joe Isma again very soon, along with Van Jensen, because the Flash number 50 is coming up, and he did the, some of the artwork, and Van wrote it, of course. So we'll talk to those guys about that. Uh, we are on Twitter, at Atomic Geekdom. JD, if anybody wants to talk to you about gaming or college life, <laughs> what, what like, is... Like, like anything, my Twitter is just a mishmash of random things that probably don't make sense to anyone but me. I did see a tweet that's uh, one of your friends said you look like you're dying or like, like you're really sick or something. Yeah, one of my fraternity brothers looks at me, he's like, wow, like you just look really bad, like your eyes are all gray and everything. And he's yeah. like, but your hair looks really nice, so that's <laughs> that was consolation. A, the backhanded yeah. compliment. I went on it, I, that made me think of, I was dating this girl for a long time, uh, but this was like our third date and mm-hmm. we're still on that, you know, like figuring each other out type of thing, but we're, we're totally into each other type of deal. And we went and saw a movie and halfway through the movie, I could feel the flu just taking over my brain. Oh no. <laughs> and she saw it like she was holding my hand. And so my hand like got like real cold. And by the time the movie was over, she's like, I, you know, you look very cute tonight, but you look all like you're dying. So, <laughs> like, I don't want to offend I'll leave you, you be. but yeah, we're gonna call it a night, <laughs> and that's gonna be it. So, no dinner. Did you the second? Did you the second date, Dave? Uh, yes, that relationship went on much longer than it should have. And oh, good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, twice. I mean, maybe it went lo- longer than it should have twice. There was a on again, off again phase with that one, oh, and. Okay. Uh, and uh, we're well beyond that relationship. And this is too much information with Dave. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, but uh, yes, so JD, you are at J Freaking D. 
for all his collegiate wisdom and gaming wisdom, everything, like he said, a mishmash of everything there. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you want to email us, we are info at Atomic Geekdom. We get uh, those emails, and if it pertains to anything, we'll talk about it, or we'll go and research it. We will look into your web series, your recommendation of a movie, a TV show, book, comic book, anything. We'll we'll take a look at it and we'll we'll talk about it on this very show and maybe we'll bring you on as well. Why not? Uh, like I said, we're on Twitter at Atomic Geekdom, Instagram, Facebook, Google Plus, Stitcher, iTunes. Please, please, please tell your friends about this podcast. Tell your friends about Two Broke Geeks. Uh, they're part of the Atomic Geekdom family as well. Great show by those guys at 2BG Pod on Twitter if you want to follow them. Uh, I, typically Jenny gets the last word, but she's not here. So JD, you get the last word. Oh, do I have to like pick a word? Whatever, any, like, any, any word. That word of the day. Yeah. Do you know where this um, came? Do you know where this came from? I don't know. No. Tell me why I think of a word. Every time I end up the show end the show, I'd say, all right, goodbye. Thanks for listening. She'd always have one more thing to say. Just throw it on the end of the podcast every time. So I just started giving her mm. the last word. So okay. now she just comes up with random words. So. Got it. All right. So my word for the day is glean.